0: Brazos Stories with Hugh Stearns is a podcast that encompasses the characters and stories of the Brazos Valley, as the fabric of a community is woven from the threads of the stories of the people who reside within. In this podcast, Hugh, a local business owner and lifelong resident of the Brazos Valley, interviews individuals you may know or should know who are contributing to our community life.
1: The mission of this podcast is to tell the stories of the Brazos Valley that will create a strong sense of community in a way that builds bridges across the divides. Our goal is increased understanding and empathy. We do this because our mission at Sterns Design Build is to design and build health and happiness. We seek to do this in the homes of our clients and in the broader community as well. Uh, Today, we're here with uh, Blake Zeichman from uh, Zeichman's Grocery Store. How long have y'all been open?
2: Uh, Officially opened in this location uh, in December 1 of last year.
1: Yeah, tough time to open, eh? Definitely. Yeah, but I have heard nothing but good stuff and I have tasted nothing but good stuff. Thank Um, you. Yeah, your pastrami sandwich is just killer. Uh, Blake, tell us a little bit about. you know, how, how you got to where you were starting your, you know, take us through your childhood and give us a little bit of background.
2: So, um, you know, I was raised, I was raised, uh, uh reformed Jew, um, and you know, both parents in the picture for, for the, you know, for the beginning of my childhood. And, and I, uh, can I,
1: can I stop you one second? Cause here. I know I won't be the only one. Can you help us understand there's, uh, what reformed Jew is, how, how that, what the differentiation is?
2: Sure. So so um there are three major types of Judaism. Mm-hmm. Uh there's there's Reform, Conservative, and Orthodox. Orthodox is obviously going to be very stringent, um following uh very close to the you know to the to the Torah. Conservative is still going to be very you know um very very much orthodox but slightly more um slightly more open to the you know the way things are now and and Reform Judaism kind of takes Judaism, and and this is just my understanding of it. So I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say that this is the end all be all, but basically takes Judaism and in its original form and incorporates, you know, modern day life into it. Right. Um, and so and so, I I feel like feel like that was important for me. My father was raised Orthodox, and so he had gone. He had he had kind of come to Reform Judaism uh, just because it was a little less stringent. Uh, upon real life and you know he he just didn't have the same connection to that synagogue as my grandfather had and so uh but my parents met in in uh in emmanuel in houston uh-huh. um they were introduced by uh rabbi roy walters and rabbi roy was the same same guy that gave me my bris same guy that bar mitzvahed me uh oh, still nice. still still one of my very dearest you know, friends and confidants, uh, he's actually planning a trip up here with a bunch of his friends to, you know, to eat at the store. And, um, you know, it's just, he's still a part of our lives, even though he's retired, he's very much, uh, I mean, I he's rabbi Roy to me, you know, I have never, he's never been rabbi Walters like he is to a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's wonderful to have those kinds of long connections, um, right. Yeah, and, and within a tradition, especially. Um, so yeah, I think that probably, every Jew that I know is probably reformed. Um, I'm guessing that's probably a, a trend. I think it's probably similar in other religions as well.
2: I think it's, I think it's more, uh, I think it's definitely the more common, uh, you know, there, there, there seems to be a major trend of, of Jews um, almost becoming culturally Jewish mm-hmm, and less right. religiously. So um, I'm I'm not one of those. I am religious, but I, um, I'm also, I mean, I don't keep kosher. I'm not, You know, I have I have my own thoughts about Kashrut and and, uh, kosher laws and things, but I won't I won't get into those or push those on anybody. But I I just feel that that reformed Judaism uh, fits modern day life a little bit better. And and um, and I think that I think the majority of Jews feel the same way. Uh, yeah, but-
1: it's interesting. Yeah, I would love I we're going to probably not spend as much time on this as, as I would like to, because I just find this topic so interesting that um, Judaism has a, a, a tradition uh, in intellectualism that's really strong. And um, I, th- I suspect that there are certain practices as well as just that strong ethnic lineage. Um yeah that uh, lends itself to that. Um, but there, that's a, that's a deep. Yeah. That's topic.
2: a, that's a, that's a definitely a, a full podcast in and of itself.
1: Yeah. 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 And we definitely have some, some wonderful uh, Jewish scholars in our community. Uh, Rabbi Tarlow is just amazing. Wonderful. Um, yeah. The um, so, so, I'm sorry. That was a, that was a, a, we're, we're really here to talk about you and, and
2: (laughs) no, no, no problem. And I, and I think, I think, you know, to segue from that into, you know, how that's important is that, you know, when my grandparents would come down to visit from Louisville, you know, my grandmother would cook and a lot of times they would come down during the holidays, you know, uh, and so it would be traditional Jewish foods. And, you know, I remember one of the first one of my first cooking memories, uh, is cooking with my grandmother and making latkes. Uh, you know, I can't even see to the, to the stove, but I'm sitting there helping her, you know, roll, roll, you know, roll out these balls of, of potato, you know, uh, so that she can flatten them out and put them in the frying pan.
1: So um, early but, on you were, you were getting a sense of not only the tradition, but the the culinary tradition as well.
2: Absolutely. And I, and I think that, you know, it's, it's weird, you know, now, you know, as a kid, you don't really appreciate, you know, what that, what that is, but now I'm sitting here, you know, and I'm remembering details, you know, like the, you know, her showing me watching the edges crisp up and her telling me, this is when you need to start paying attention to the, you know, to the yeah. And, you know, her teaching me her secret to the, to the best latka was, you know, ricing the, the, uh, the onions, you know, so. These are, these are things that you don't appreciate as a kid. You're like, yeah, okay, whatever, Nana, you know, like, but as, as an adult, you know, you're like, wow, that was really like, she was giving her, you know, generations of secrets right there, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And she
2: had, you know, she had family that came off the boat, you know, so they were very, um, some very um, deep uh, cultural generation right there, you know, just of, you know, they were Kaplan's and, um, and, and Epstein's. And the Kaplans you know are, are very usually uh part of the uh, there's the Kaplans and the Cohens and you know they're part of the um, the rabbinical class of Jews not to get too much into that but it just means that they have kind of a more white collar they're white-collar Jews if, if there's if there is such a thing you know
1: that's really interesting that that uh, that something like that would would maintain through lineage that's that's very interesting yeah they um so you're you've got a taste for um uh, a taste for food from from your grandmother and, and they were in kentucky
2: yeah my mom my grandmother my grandmother was out of louisville uh my grandfather was in pittsburgh uh was born in pittsburgh but they met he was in the army uh and he was stationed at fort knox
1: uh-huh.
2: uh, and he was he was the commander of the 100th division and they met and got married and you know three 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 sons later you know you know my father was the middle one and um, it was just always you know there was Judaism played a very important role but so did you know so did food I remember you know very much like our all of our family gatherings were based around food
1: yeah i I think you know my um, my wife is Italian um and uh, sec- second and third generation and uh you can't separate food from Italians and I don't think you can separate food from Jews either. Right. Right.
2: I mean, it's, you know, wet there's, there's food for weddings, there's food for, for funerals, you know, there's, there is food for brises and births and, you know, and, and every, and every little tiny thing in between, Oh, Hey, you know, you just came back from college. I got to make you this, you know? And so it, it was, I think that that's, and I found that Italians are the same exact way, which is, one of the reasons that I've incorporated a lot of Italian food into Zeitlin's grocery store is, you know, my love for Italian cooking and spending a lot of time in Italy and, and having so many Italian friends. Um, and really, you know, just it's it's kind of interesting that, you know, Italians and Jews have have become blended over the years in in both, you know, food and culture. And, you know, they, they, they were they were right next to each other in New York when they came through the, you know, through the gates of Paris, you know, at, at Ellis Island
1: right and so you know in the neighborhoods of... too my wife is from new york and the, that's you know, what i'm saying they yeah. had a lot
2: of intermarriages and, and, and things like that you know and uh and and so i you know I, I find uh that the culinary traditions of italians and jews uh mesh very well together there's no such thing as a a small meal and uh <laughs> and and nobody's rushing to get through it except for the kids so they can go play
1: right you know, so, right yeah uh, that's yeah that and, and that's so neat too that you you know you've You've got this connection in your childhood, and you've brought it forward into your business, and that that just creates a richness and a purpose and meaning in business that is like none other.
2: Right, and I and and yes, and and this is very much a you know this is a, a rebuilding of a legacy. So my my grand my great 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 grandparents when they came to this country in 1889, they came through. They spent six months on a ship coming from Odessa. And when they got to the United States, they sat in Ellis Island first for two weeks going through intake. And then when they finally and quarantine <laughs> and quarantine, talking about the pandemic, uh, and when they got through, uh, the Jewish Federation who ruled the Jewish neighborhood uh, in New York at the time, handed them handed them some money and said, You got to keep going. It's too full.
1: Oh. And understand.
2: and so they wound up in Portland, Maine. Don't know why. Just know that that's what happened.
1: I guess and relative to Odessa, that climate's probably kind of similar, huh?
2: That's what, you know that would be my guess. Uh, I don't think that they were from Odessa though. I think that's just where the the ship departed. I got um, you. The, the the all the records indicate, you know, but the problem with records uh, of of Eastern European Jews, you know, unless it's uh, unless it's actual, you know, from the from the Jewish neighborhoods, a lot of that a lot of those papers disappeared. You know, they just. Either burned or you know, just you know, whatever. So, but uh, they they wound up in in Portland, Maine, in 1891. They opened a grocery store. My great great grandfather had come over uh, as a 17 year old with his parents, and his older brother was 21, and they they both both had an interest in the store. When um, in 1910. The two of them and their wives opened the store where it still stands uh, on at 336 and 338 4th Street, F-O-R-E, in the old port in, in Portland, Maine. It's no longer open. It's a bar. It was sold in 1979. But when I, I you know, I went to visit my stepbrother and he has uh, eight restaurants in Orono and Bangor. And when I went to visit him, I had to go stop, you know, see this store that I've been being told about for generations, you know, and uh, I wound up, you know, just standing there on the cobblestones and just falling in love with this building and, and uh, wishing that I could have been a part of it, you know, and um, I just, it it, it lit a fire inside of me that I needed to rebuild it. And uh, I wasn't moving to Portland, Maine anytime in the near future, but uh, Brian Texas offered a similar, at least to me, a similar um, home. You know, it's, it's, it's local, it's hyper-local. Uh, okay. It's, it's a small town, but big enough that it has a, a decent sized population. And, you know, it, there was a, there's a need for it, you know, which was, there was a need for it in, in Portland. Yeah. Uh, you know, they needed a neighborhood store and my partner, Dean Brundage uh, and I found a building. He found it actually. Uh, I was looking at one behind us and uh he found it and he said this is going to be great like this is going to be great and I looked at it and I said dean there's so much work to be done in this building i don't want to do that much work and then i kind of walked around in it one night and it spoke to me uh and as stupid as that sounds it spoke to me and and
1: uh, <laughs> you're talking my language
2: and it and it said if you build it they will come you know i have to drop that in there but uh you know i i felt the building you know kind of giving me um giving me a sign and uh and I we decided to pull the trigger and we pulled the trigger and then 3 weeks later the governor shut down the state
1: yeah so. yeah that's that is so amazing so i'm not
2: 100% sure if i read the sign correctly but uh <laughs> yeah.
1: well you were reading you were reading the sign of the building and not the sign of the pandemic that's uh, true they uh, but you're on north main street in Bryan. So you are kind of in the heart of of an old traditional town, and and it's interesting. You know, Brian's of course has uh, what's the old building downtown that's of the Jewish tradition that's near downtown. What am I? Oh, the
2: of? yes, I know what you're talking about the uh, the, synagogue, the old synagogue.
1: Right, right. It's a tiny building.
2: Yeah. And they moved, they moved, they moved the other one. Uh, I don't remember the name of it and I should know the name of it,
1: but I I don't. And I, I've forgotten it too. And I I think there's been restoration done on it in the last decade. Um, But, but obviously, you know, I I suppose that a, a lot of folks don't realize that we have a long tradition of Judaism as a, being a part of our community.
2: And that's, and that shocked me, even when I moved here back originally the first time in 2007, you know, is that, um, you know, the oldest Hillel outside of New York is in Bryan college station and it it is the oldest. Well, it's actually a new building. (laughs) Okay. Well, yes. I, I just mean the oldest organization, uh, uh, outside of outside of New York, uh, which, which kind of shocked me. And then the fact that we have two, uh, cemeteries here, both one in college station and one in Bryan Jewish, you know, Jewish sections in the cemetery that are, uh, that are over 100 years old. I mean, that right. that that speaks uh, to the, the the length of, you know, of of Jews here in town. Uh, and I I think it's pretty cool just that, you yeah. know, being able to, uh, you know, having such I've had tremendous support from the Jewish community. But, uh, you know, I've, I've also made it so that we can reach out to people that are not uh, that are not Jewish. And I think that that's important in, in a town like Bryan College Station.
1: Yeah. And I have to say, too, that my business has been well supported by the Jewish community, and we've been very, very grateful.
0: We will be right back after the short message. Are you tired of having to spend your free time on home maintenance, or do you have a family member that is unable to take care of their home? Introducing Sterns Home Care, an annual home maintenance subscription service. We come out to your home six times a year to take care of all of your home maintenance needs, such as cleaning gutters, replacing weather stripping, flushing your water heater, and much more. In addition to the scheduled maintenance, we are also available for handyman services. We offer free home estimates so sign up on our website at sternshomecare.com or give us a call at 979-696-0524.
1: Yeah, we have a, we, and and we have, um, we have three places of worship, I guess, right here in town.
2: Yes. Yes. There's the, there's the actual synagogue. Uh, and then there is the Hillel and the Chabad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, it's a really neat part of our community uh, that lots of times gets overlooked. Um, but um thanks to you, we can at least get anybody can go get some, some you know, I I don't know, I am guessing a pastrami sandwich is a Jewish tradition, but uh, it is, certainly. it
2: is. So so is so is corned beef. You know, it gets confused yeah. a lot of times with the Irish, you know. But the 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 joke I always tell people is that it actually it was actually, you know, the briskets used to be the trash cut of meat. Right and uh, and so Jews would take it and they would corn it uh, and then you know they would throw it in a pot with some cabbage which was cost nothing and boil it down and serve it to the Irish dock workers in the bars uh, <laughs> to keep them sitting there drinking longer.
1: Well, that that worked. You're, well, I've had a pastrami sandwich from a from delis in New York, and I've had yours. Yours is totally comparable. It is. Really, they, one of the finest sandwich. It is, I think, the finest sandwich in town. The, um, so so you started this business at with bad timing, but it seems to be going pretty well. So tell tell us a little bit about your store and kind of what your ambitions are.
2: Yeah, so I mean, you know, the the, the initial thing is, you know, we want to bring some East Coast traditions, um, you know, which which tie in very much to, you know, original Italian immigrants, original Jewish immigrants, um, and bring those, some of those traditions here to Brian and kind of work in some of my culinary experiences throughout, you know, throughout my, my, uh, travel through food, uh, you know, and, and, um, I've had a very non-traditional upbringing in food. I, you know, I, um, I worked in everything from a Chinese restaurant to, uh, to a Greek restaurant, you know, to Greek 24 hour diner to, uh, you know, a barbecue restaurant, uh, steakhouse. Uh, I've, I've, I, you know, I've even worked fast food. I, I have done just about every job there is to have in the, in the restaurant industry. And, and I, you know, and worked in bars and all these things and I, I just, I've found that I've kind of found my own way into flavors, uh, because of that. And so I, I incorporate kind of outlandish flavors into, um, some of the you know more traditional types of foods, um, and so I think that you know that that's part of what I wanted to do is is definitely just drive some of that East Coast food, uh, some of my own personal flair into it, um, yeah. and tell a story, tell a story through food, um, and and tell my family's story and the, and the story of my people, and 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 kind of give people, a representation of, of, you know, who we are as, as Zeitmans and Jews and, 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 and rebuild the legacy, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, rebuild the legacy of, of, of Samuel, uh, my, my great, great, great grandfather and my great, great grandfather, Jack, uh, and, you know, his brother, Otto and, 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 and their wives, you know, Bessie and Rosie and, and, uh, and, and just kind of just build that, that rebuild that legacy and, and, and give it some, um, give it some push in the new generation and find the happy medium that, that fits, but also, also just to provide, you know, like local, you know, local products work with other local vendors. We want to support our community. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. That, that sense of localism is so important to me. They uh, you know, supporting our local businesses. I'm uh, if people listen to this podcast very often, they've heard me say it before, but um, you know, uh, your Buying a sandwich from your shop, as opposed to a Schlotzky's or or a McDonald's, and I'm not comparing those because there's there's not a comparison there. But um, returns up to three, uh, to to more than three times the amount of revenue back into our economy. In terms of economic return, you can't do anything better than shop at a local business. There are we need to be grateful for them, but we also have to recognize that a franchise is sending most of the the you know the accounting the marketing all the high paid jobs are somewhere else as well as profits um you know you're you're doing what we need to do to keep money in our town. And also this, that sense of flavor flavor is, 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 is how we relate. We relate at the, at the table, right. And, um, when we have local restaurants and we have a lot of great local restaurants, it, it's really uh, important for us as a community to support our local restaurants. I, um, was one of the founding members of, um, uh, we feed it forward we, we helped um, feed p- people through at the beginning of the pandemic and that was all local restaurants working together to serve their community the way local restaurants always serve our community um right so yeah i just always want you know people think uh, lots of times the, the thing the first thing that comes to their mind is to go to a, a a restaurant that isn't necessarily local but if they just think a little bit deeper they'll make the effort to to drive downtown and have have a not only support our local economy, but also have a taste of our local ethnicity.
2: Well, and, if, and if this supply chain issues, you know, have taught us anything, it's that, uh, you know, supporting local is, is not only uh, easier uh, and, and, and better forward of the community. It's uh, it's, it's, it, it might be the only way to make it through, uh, you know, all these, uh, all these supply chain issues. Is, that's is right. Absolutely. Product.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's right. And, and, you know, to whatever degree we can, Uh, it's not just the restaurant, the restaurant, I assume probably everything you can to buy as much close to home as you can. Um, That's what most local restaurants do. And that, that once again, that's just turning that money over in our economy and not sending it to somebody else's economy. The speaking of local, are you familiar with the Zingerman's deli?
2: I do know Zingerman's
1: deli, man. That is one of my favorite businesses in the whole world. I love those people. Yeah. Uh, the um, and for those who don't know, Zingerman's Deli, I think it's in Ann Arbor, um, Michigan, uh, and it's a it's a it's a Jewish deli, um, and they've been in business for I think thirty some odd years. And uh, there's a book called uh, Small Giants, and it's all about businesses that stay local. And uh, the two people who who founded Zingerman's made a commitment to staying local, and they've been they've been asked over and over and offered lots of money to franchise way out and they stay local. And what they do is they grow vertically. So they've added additional Zingerman businesses um, and they've really uh, shown the business community how to be um, sustainable and mindful and local.
2: And that's, and that part of our, part of our goal is, is, you know, pushing, pushing deeper into wholesale um, you know, making, making ourselves uh, able to you know sell uh, you know provide more jobs for for the community but also you know to to like you said you know grow vertically and and uh, you know I don't I don't want to franchise Zeitmans because I'm Zeitman you know there I'm you I am I am Blake Zeitman I am you know one of the few Zeitmans left in the world and and that's uh, so you can't duplicate me you know uh, and 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 well, at least I like to think so. But, uh, you know, you can't you can't duplicate my story, my family's history, you know, and, and so I think that's uh, important. And I think that Zingerman's, you know, uh, you know, understands that. And, I, and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, a good friend of mine, uh, you know, Ziggy Gruber out of Houston, uh, you know, he, he realizes the the importance of, of a family legacy, you know, and his family owned uh, Rialto Deli uh, on 43rd and Broadway in New York City. And he's worked for, you know, delis since he was a, a young kid uh, and Jewish grocery stores and everything else. And uh, he owns Kenny and Ziggy's and, and he's uh, he's, you know, been a mentor and a friend and is the truest sense of a minch that you could ever be, which is, you know, it means a good man, a great man. Um, yeah. And and he, um, you know, he 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 helps me out a lot and he he's still doing things the traditional way. You know, he's making things from scratch and hiring people and treating his employees as well as he treats his customers, you know, and he's got, he's got the 20 year, you know, 30 year employees to prove it, you know, and, and that's, uh, you know, that's something that I want to emulate, you know, is, is being someone like him who does things the right way and treats his people as good as he treats his customers. And, and, you know, and that's, um, I think that's important to me to, to build a family and, 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 you know, rebuild a, a legacy.
1: That's right. You can't no matter how incredible you are, it, you can't do it alone, right? And if your sure. employees aren't committed to the mission, they're not going to serve the clients the way you want the clients served. So that's that's wonderful. Right. The, um,
2: and I hope that when you've come in, you know that that's something that you've experienced, you know uh, that you've you've felt welcomed and and employees have have treated you well and 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 been excited to serve you, you know
1: you know there's buzz it it is paying off i think um the uh so it, it absolutely resonates the so tell us a little bit about uh, uh, about your grocery store we're talking about it as a restaurant which it is but tell us tell us kind of fill in the the gap
2: it is, it is a work in progress, very much so. Um, you know, we are figuring out what the community wants, what it needs, and what I'd like to have. I think all of those are, are, are going to play a role in it. Um, you know, we started out having some basic necessities. Um, and they some of them move, uh, some of them don't. And I, and I think that that's part of figuring out your niche. Um, but we, we're starting to gear towards uh, some specialty items that you wouldn't be able to find anywhere else. Um, such as uh we just got in uh we started working with a company out of staten island called revy's choice uh they're kosher purveyor and not trying to go too kosher but they offer some really fine jewish products that are um that are 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 good they're small batch they are um reasonably priced and um you can't get them on amazon (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah there you go (laughs) <laughs> <There> you go. <laughs> uh, you can't buy them on Amazon. That's the important part. Uh, and I and I think that, you know, a lot of a lot of those, you know, we're also using uh some some local soaps. You know, we've got Triple L Goat uh Glamour Company, uh Glamour Goat Company, uh, and they make soaps and lotions that are made from their, you know, their farm that's right, you know, right down the road. Um, and uh we've also got um Rainy Day Candle Company. Um, and she's you know, she's a mom here in town that's you know that's you know making making uh these these amazing scents in, in her candles and 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 freshies um we've got the pickle witch who i love so much uh she makes just these incredible pickles and relishes and uh and and spreads uh we're actually got something planned for um brian restaurant week coming up with a collaboration between the two of us it's gonna you know kind of be a uh uh, old Italian. I, there's a there's a there's a company in Houston that I've always loved since I was little called Antones. I don't know if you oh, know yeah.
0: Antones. Oh
2: yeah. And, you know, now they're in all the grocery stores. And a friend of mine, um, uh, a friend of mine, another another M O T member of the tribe, uh used to run their company for them. And he's now working for someone else. But uh l- love Jonathan and Jonathan's uh done you know so much for me personally when my son was in the hospital. And so he's a, he's just a really good guy, another mench. And, um, but I, 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 love Antone sandwiches since I was little. And so, uh, me and me and the, um, pickle, witch kind of got together and she makes this thing called hellish relish. It's a, uh, it's a squash. It's a spicy squash relish. It's almost like, I mean, almost identical to a chow chow. And so we are making our own, I won't, I don't want to call it an Antone sandwich. What is an Antone sandwich? Uh, but it's, but it's my version. So
1: now I y'all aren't serving tongue. Work. Are you?
2: I someday, someday. Uh, that's
1: so that I think that, I think it's Antone's that were, they had a tongue sandwich. That's just incredible.
2: I don't, I don't know. That's I, I wouldn't, I don't think so. Maybe they no? did. Maybe i
1: yeah, I'm, I'm remembering back to childhood. <laughs> so, uh, or, it's possible.
2: It's possible, but uh, I know cats is, I know cats did for a while and I think they stopped doing it. Oh, uh, really? I, Ziggy still does it, and, you know. And, and Ziggy will tell you there's no money in it. Uh, You know, tongue is so expensive to make and 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 buy um, that it's one of those thing. Everybody
1: uh, turns their nose up at it. But if those are willing to taste it, you know, it's a
2: life changing.
1: Yep, life
2: changing. Yep. Uh, yeah, I there's there's not much more that I like than pickled tongue on on any kind of sandwich. That and chopped liver. I'm I'm the guy that eats the weird things, so.
1: all right so we're gonna hopefully we're gonna uh create some new converts they're gonna come in for the first time what do you recommend they order
2: for breakfast you know we if you're if you're looking for something traditional jewish uh that'll just you know that'll just make you feel like you're in new york uh i'd say get a lox bagel uh you know we we do it very traditionally we Maybe a little bit less traditionally because we had a crap ton of locks, but, you know, we do it Texas style and the fact that we, you know, add so much stuff to it. But we've got a, you know, we've got a, about a third pound of locks on there, uh, a heavy schmear uh, of, of plain cream cheese. It comes with uh, a couple of slices of fresh tomatoes, some, some nice red onion and uh, some beautiful capers. Uh, and, and it sits
1: on what? Sits on
2: a toasted bagel, of course. Yeah. <laughs> One of our homemade...
1: Homemade yeah, bagels that we have. That's make what I was house. trying Absolutely. to get. Absolutely,
2: yes. <laughs> you you got you you you're helping me out here. Yeah. And and you know, just as a personal, I always choose sesame or poppy, but all, any of our bagels are fantastic.
1: Your bagels are great.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's Thank a 200 that's a that's a that is a two hundred year old recipe, 230-year-old recipe. So maybe older than that. That's how i you know, how many generations I can trace it back. But it's an old, old recipe. So um, uh, you know, I'm really proud of it. And 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 then if you're gonna go non-traditional you're gonna you're gonna do what uh you know the the uh the cultural jew like my stepfather you know uh you you go with the richie rich that's his that's his nickname is richie rich so uh that's you know a third pound of thick cut you know ripe bacon on a uh on a toasted bagel with two eggs uh over medium uh and a little bit of aged white cheddar cheese and it's a meal uh it is a meal in and of itself you you will not if you can walk away hungry after that, I, I I'm telling you then that, that maybe, maybe there's just not enough food in the world to keep you satisfied.
1: Um, <laughs> I may be that person.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, and then as far as lunch and stuff go, you know, I, my first job ever when I moved to Connecticut uh, from Houston uh, was working at a grinder shop, you know? Uh, and so like we, I made grinders over and over and over and over again for a guy named uh, Dominic, big Dom. And, um, he, he, he made a great sandwich and I think I make a pretty good one too. Uh, so the Italian grinder is, is, is fantastic. And our cheesesteaks, we used to, we used to own Blake steaks. So, you know, you have, you'll have people tell you that if you order anything other than a cheesesteak, when you come in, you're, you're missing out. So,
1: oh, and I haven't had it yet. So man,
2: um, then you're making 40, me
1: hungry. <laughs>
2: we use 44 farm steak. Well, we're open today. We're open Monday through Saturday, seven to seven. Uh, you can come see us anytime and you know, you're always welcome. Uh, but the cheesesteak's excellent. And we use 44 farm steak, which is right there and, uh, down the road in Caldwell. Uh, yeah. and we also make something called the chopped cheese, which is a New York bodega staple. Uh, it is basically a, you know, cheeseburger on a hoagie roll, but we do ours with a lot finer ingredients than the ones that you'll find at a bodega. Um. Uh, you know, they use like the 14 year old prison beef, you know, the frozen patties. Uh, we, 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 we use nothing but 44 farms grind, you know, 80, 20 grind, uh, and we season it to perfection. It's got pickles, onions, uh, goes on a bed of lettuce, tomato, onion, uh, mayo, mustard, a toasted bun. Uh, it's, it's amazing. You get chopped all the cheese chopped up in it too. Uh, it's just mel- melty, ooey, gooey, you know, happiness, uh, and so I, I think that's our most underrated sandwich is the chopped cheese.
1: The uh, you know it's, what's interesting too is, uh, and I, I'm I'm a, I'm guilty of this. And so those of us who've lived here a long time, we always just the common refrain is you know no more barbecue burgers or pizza. And so we are so grateful and lucky to have your establishments it really is there's no comparison in town It's, you know there's tons of different kinds of places to go get different kinds of food but there's nothing quite so unique as this you're not going to get anything like it uh, that i know of anywhere in town
2: that's and that was the point
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what do you what do you see in your near future? I mean, just, are you going to expand the menu? Or are you going to, and, and you know, I, to be honest with you, I have not been in, uh, I've eaten a lot of your food, but it's all because my wife goes in. Uh, what, what, tell me uh, what's your cheese selection like?
2: Um, so it's not as extensive as I'd like. I think, you know, once we start getting a little bit more, um, you know, deli ordering, I think that's part of it is that our, our, you know, main sales have been our baked goods. And our deli counter, you know, but a hot deli, uh, not not our actual deli counter, um, you know. But we have things like mortadella and hot sopressata and capocollo, and you know, imported buf- uh, mozzarella di bufala, and you know, we have we have some really nice things. But we also have, you know, your American, your yellow American, your uh, you know, sharp cheddar, aged white cheddar, uh, pepper jack, you know. Provolone, but for, but Provolone.
1: For, yeah, but for those of us, and, and I, I think it's, I, I, you know, I think there's a lot of people who might not realize that you have some of those cheeses, and you know, I, I would have to say that one of the big absences in our town has always been a lack of good cheese, right? That's yeah. that's, yeah. Uh, and so it's really great that we have a place that even though it's not extensive i'm hoping that maybe as as you go forward that will be uh broadened
2: i am i am actually been in conversations with uh brazos valley cheese company uh out in brenham um or, sorry is it waco 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 to go out and uh talk about a curation uh of of cheeses uh for us to put in the in the count ca- in the cooler uh but yeah i've got I've got 24 month DOP, uh, certified Parmesan Reggiano. I've got, uh, 18 month, uh, DOP certified, um, Pecorino Romano. Um, mm. and, and we've got, I mean, we've got, we've got these cheeses and they sit there and I, the only person that ever eats them is me, but you know, that's okay.
1: Okay. Uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I'll be there soon. <laughs> okay. it, and 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 not only that, you know, the cheese is one of those things that it, it, the the thing I hate about Zingerman's is you can get a lot of really great cheese from them, and it's not cheap. So if we can get good cheeses in town, man, it saves a lot of money. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to pay for it to be shipped.
2: Well, and and you know we we're we're getting more and more. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I have intentions to pick up you know Gruyere and a few other you know basic cheeses. Uh, But then I'd like to start, you know, importing. I'm working with a couple goat farmers to try and get them certified so they can get us, uh, you know, fresh goat cheese, you know, some some semi soft, uh, some semi soft cheeses. And, and, uh, you know, like I've made a few contacts uh, outside of the state to pick up some small batch uh, local farm cheeses uh, that I'm going to try and get in as well. It, it's, it's all a matter of, you know, once I can get rid of what I got kind of deal, uh, you know, the more we'll be able to move into the future. i you know, otherwise, whatever I don't sell, I got to take home and eat myself, which is okay. But, uh, you know, it's why, I, why I don't buy, you know, products that I won't eat myself. Um, so that's, you know, that's part of the important.
1: Well, I think that it's interesting too, because I, I think there's probably a lot of people who wish they could have good cheeses and did, don't necessarily know that you're there yet. Okay. Um, and I think that there's also a lot of people, you know, it's it's interesting. My wife is a wine drinker. She knows wines. And I much prefer to know cheeses. <laughs> but it's a similar kind of thing, you know. The the winemakers talk about the terroir of wine. And cheese is the same. You know, if you're it, – it, there are cheeses that are developed that have to be eaten seasonally because of what the animal that is producing the milk is coming from is eating the right thing in the right 110%. season. 110 percent And so and, that, and there's just so much nuance and really beauty in, in in that. Um so I'm looking forward to the classes that you'll teach on um the cheeses that you sell.
2: <laughs> I will I will I might have to be, I might have to have you as a guest speaker. I mean, you know, you just you well you sal- speak to the love of cheese so by it. the knowledge.
1: <laughs> okay, that's great. So tell me what do you find special about the Brazos Alley?
2: Oh, wow. So, you know, you know, we were talking about Jewish tradition, you know, and, and traditions of, you know, Italian tradition earlier, you know, and that is something that that Brazos Valley has a lot of is tradition. Uh, you know, they hold it important and dear to them, uh, both both Aggies and non-Aggies. You know, it's just a very uh, important part of our life is, is you know, as Texans, as, you know, as as Aggies. Uh, and as you know, people from the Brass Valley, you know, we 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 are proud of where we come from. We're proud of who we are. Uh, we're proud of you know the the people that came before us. And I think that's uh, that meshes well with you know who we are. Uh, and I wh- what I like so much about Bryan College Station when I first moved here, uh, and 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 the people here are so ingrained in supporting local and taking care of each other in the community. And I love that. Uh, there's nothing, nothing that makes you feel more at home than people who, you know, open their doors to people. And, you know, and, you know, when every time I see somebody post, you know, that something bad happened, you know, you've got a hundred people lined up to give the shirt off their back or, you know, feed them or clothe them or, you know, whatever, whatever needs they have, you know, they're, they're met. And I, and I love that. Uh, I also love the ingenuity of, of who we are, you know, while you know, while we we've had the kind of the repeats of the food, uh, you know, I think a lot of that is just um, I think a lot of that is, is is outside interests coming in and repeating the same thing over and over again. I think if you look around the Brazos Valley, uh, you'll find quite a, a unique take of local uh, independent restaurateurs and and um, and artisans. Yeah. You know, we've got we've got glass we've got glass blowers here. We've got painters and singers and, uh, you know, actors and uh, we've got, you know, um, Indian food and Korean food and Peruvian food. And, you know, uh, and it
1: is beautiful because it's, it's such a nice um, balancing. You know, you've got the tradition which can become xenophobic. Um, But we also were blessed with the university and we have a lot of exposure from around the world that really um, makes a a difference. I mean, and, 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 you know, just to speak to your end of town, that first Friday is unbelievable. Um, You know, and it hasn't always been like that. Um, And it's, and then it's that, that thing of, this town supporting itself and, uh, and being welcoming of others as well. So I I think that um, Zeitman's Grocery is such a great addition to our community. I I just cannot thank you enough. Um, And, and I'm uh, probably headed your way for a sandwich right now. (laughs) Hopefully it's not,
2: hopefully it's not the pastrami. We don't have that until tomorrow, Wednesdays and Fridays only for the time being.
1: Well, I, you know, I, I've had the pastrami and my wife knows that I like it so much that when she's downtown and and brings something home, that's what I get. But now I know I have to, I have to broaden my palate.
2: (laughs) There you go. We've got a few other things for you to try.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Blake, thank you so much for your time today. And thank you for what you do for our community.
2: No, thank you very much. You very much for, for broadcasting and, 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 uh, you know, spotlighting us and, uh, all right,
1: great. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Right. God bless.